Welcome to Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston. Here's where I get to talk to amazing people from all over the world who are making a positive impact and discuss topics in every single area of life. The sky's the limit. Some might be a little controversial, but eh, we don't shy away from them because everyone I speak to is coming from a good space. So it's an opportunity to learn a lot and expand your mind. Well, hello, people. Guess who's back? That's right. The awesome Matt Labosco is in the house again by popular demand. I get so excited. The only bad part is he and I could, you know, chat for hours. So we'll try to keep it short and sweet. But let me just tell you a little bit about him for those who haven't heard him before. Matthew Labosco is a licensed conscious transformation trainer, TM energy practitioner, and a movement therapist. He works with individuals all over the world through his private practice classes and workshops. And me, Matthew has studied with some of the most revolutionary and progressive health professionals in the fields of psychology, meditation, physical rehabilitation, and nutritional science. Oh, I haven't talked too much about that one. His multidiscipline approach, which I love, has empowered individuals from all over the world to access a life of health and vitality they didn't even realize was possible. Yo, Matt, how are you? I am doing fantastic, Sandy. How are you? I'm good. And I'm really excited because that wait, so you have to understand this is truth. Normally, every guest, they, you know, we know what we're talking about. You know, they schedule it for months and months ahead. They, we know what they're about, and they have a topic. <laughs> Me and Matt was like, "Wait a minute, uh, Megan's like, I don't have a topic for him." <laughs> I was just like, "What are we going to talk about?" Because you never know what's going to take us. So I, I gave you four or five topics, but then I was like, "You know what? We're going to go for a big one. We're going to talk about anger and." How to direct your anger and is anger healthy? And is it, you know, normal to blame others for your anger? So I thought we could all get that done in 40 minutes. What do you think, Matt? Uh, I mean, I think we can bang it out in 30. (laughs) (laughs) So first, let's let me just tell you, I know a lot of Matt's, you know, philosophies because I work with him and that's how we found each other. And it's been great. And I can't say enough. And, you know, sometimes I want to like smash him, but it's all good at the end of the day (laughs) because he speaks, you know, what I need to hear. And this has been a sticky wicket for me, especially with some friends, because, of course, I get angry. Who doesn't? But at the end of the day, I don't blame others for my anger. So I really want to just let's start broad with your philosophy, Matt, and then we'll back down. So in general, let's just start. You're angry. Everyone gets angry. You know, you and I have talked about that. There's our, I'm not a robot. It's okay to get anger, hatred, blah, 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 blah. It's what you do with it then. And is it okay to blame others for your anger? So let's just start at the top with you're angry. That other person's a poopy head and you're justified in being angry. What do you think about that, Matt? Uh, well, again, before let me let me let me kind of throw a little curveball here. Uh-oh. If I asked you, Sandy, yeah, I know you're in the exercise industry. So if I said, "Hey, is this a good exercise for me to do?" Yeah, what would you say to me? I would look at the individual, mm-hmm. and then depending on their body uh-huh. and where they are physically and uh-huh. mentally, 
uh-huh. I would either say yes, that is, or hey, I would try this. Okay. Would you? Would you? Would it be helpful if you knew what I was trying to accomplish? Yes, uh, but, but and, and you're right. I would always know, right? like, okay, what are you trying to accomplish? And, exactly. I'm assuming that you would already know that. Right? Yeah, I would already know that. But if yeah. you didn't know what I was trying to accomplish, then yeah. you can't answer the question. Okay, good. That's right. That's right. Someone said to me, um, hey, Matt, do you think I should be swimming? I don't know. What are you trying to accomplish? Yeah. I'm trying to get better at basketball. Well, uh, swimming might not be the best thing then. You're right. Because you might need to get on a basketball court. So if someone's asking me, is it okay to blame when you're angry, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. So if someone said that to me, well, if, if you're, if you're, if you're looking to create some peace in your life, if you're looking to create some uh, empowerment in your life, you're looking to create some serenity in your life, you're looking to create some joy in your life, you're looking to create f- uh, uh, f- uh, freedom in your life, mm-hmm. then my recommendation would be not to blame people when you're angry. Okay, and but hold on there. Who doesn't want that? But, but most people to hand articulate – most people, if you ask 100 people what they're looking to create in their life, uh, maybe 10 of them could answer the question. What okay. their life looks like in three years, what's the objective, what are they trying to accomplish? Because I will tell you, 100% of the people that I have a conversation with, oh, maybe not 100, we'll call it 98%, that, I, that come to me and, and are hiring me to help them, yeah. they – they immediately tell me about the problems they perceive they have and how I can help solve them. And then and I let them tell me all the problems that they, they think they have. And, and then I say, okay, I hear what you, I hear that. Thank you for all that. But what are you, what are you looking to create in your life? Like, what is it that, what are you, what's the objective here? What's the outcome you're looking to create? And they just look at me with a blank stare. Right. And they're like, uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to eliminate these problems. So most people don't know what the hell they're trying to accomplish. Most people are reacting to what's in front of them. Okay. Good point. And, and, and the anger thing is, is gives us this perceived, the perceived benefit of anger is we're in control. Yes. We showed them, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and so if the goal is to um, feel justified, and yes. feeling angry, then yeah, blame all blame all the blame all day long. Because you feel justified. Like you don't understand. If you knew this, I hear this all the time. If yeah. you knew the situation, I am beyond justified. Like that yeah. is so immoral, so bad, blah blah blah. Yeah, it's not it's, you can justify anything. Like it's not a matter of is it okay to justify. The the, the reality of it is, is it is uh, the motion of anger, it's impossible for that emotional experience to be sustained unless okay. you're continually justifying it. Like our brain doesn't have the capacity to create the experience of anger unless, unless we're continually justifying it. And we'll seek people that support our justification. Absolutely. And we people that don't support our justification. Okay. So 
if you know at the end result, most people do, even though they may not know it right away, they are looking for peace, joy, love, ease, and flow, right? Everybody wants that does something. Don't they do it in thinking they're going to feel better by doing that? Most people are doing things because they're trying not to feel something. Oh. That's been my experience. Most people can't even identify the outcome they're looking to. They're more focused on what they're trying to eliminate from their life. And so the catch-all pain or heartache or whatever. So they're avoiding exactly. it. Correct. And a lot of it, they're not conscious of these things. But when you actually sit, if they're willing to have a conversation with you and yeah. really get the why as to why, why they're feeling the need to be justified with anger, there, there's a deeper feeling that they're looking to avoid and anger is a better option than feeling shame, sadness, alone, not, you know, unloved, not accepted. So we'll always opt for anger oh, over. Like, You're right. On the, on the food chain there of emotions, that's easier. To yeah. yeah. Because anger gives you the sense of power, gives you the sense of control. Like you ever notice when you're angry, um, you're never wrong. You're right? never wrong and people do avoid me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, the righteousness that's there. Like when we're angry and we're telling somebody something, oh, they're so total whatever. Like we, in that moment, we feel like they're, we're doing them a favor. Like that's, that's what the intelligence of anger gives us. So is there ever a benefit to that? I don't believe there's a benefit to anger ever. Okay. Why? And this is the belief that I hold on to, which is what when I'm angry, yeah, I I immediately say to myself, Matt, you're stupid right now. <laughs> you're an idiot. And and here's why I say this to myself. Because when that anger is triggered, fight or flight is now activated. Yeah. Okay. So now our amygdala is lit up like a Christmas tree. To yeah. the season. And our frontal lobe shuts off. So our frontal lobe is the, is the part of our brain where critical thinking, creative thinking, higher levels of thinking take place. So as soon as we're angry, we're literally stupid. So I say to myself when I'm angry, Matt, you're stupid right now. You're an idiot right I now. I that word stupid, but go ahead. I get it. Well, but it's true. Like I can't like for me, like that works for me. It's like, oh, you're you're stupid right now. Like, but you can't think, Sandy. Like, th- like there's there, like it's not a matter of being stupid. If you want to do it the more politically correct way, Matt, you have no access to critical thinking right now. Like you could go there if you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Oh, you know what though. Can, okay. All right. So I have so many questions, but let's just start with I'm angry, right? Yeah. And like most people, no, I don't want to say that. Okay. I'm angry. And many people do this too. They don't say anything. Let's say you want to be that Pete. Like I just heard this three nights ago. I was out with my friend. She's very loving always accommodating, doesn't really want to say much, thinks she should, 
No, she doesn't like confrontation. You know what I mean? You, you get the picture. Like, try to keep the peace. You and I talk about this all the time. But then something snaps. So somebody who lives in fear is what you're talking about. Well, they, yeah, thank you. So you're like going along. This is like a lot of people and you don't say anything. You don't say anything to anything. Could be business, could be your kids, whatever you're in. You know, you're trying to keep the peace. You don't want to have confrontation. And then all of a sudden, that's it. And you, this happens to a lot of people because they don't deal with it along the way. And then they blow. And then they get out exactly what they're thinking. Probably not in the best way. Isn't there a benefit to at least getting it out? God, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Explain. You know what I'm talking about. Like, you know, you go along. I mean, there's so many people that do this. They don't want to the, the kettle. The kettle finally boils. The pot finally blows. Whatever right. the analogy you want. Business, to personal, yeah. whatever. The guy, the road rage. You don't deal with it. Like, we're talking about people that normally aren't angry. At all. You know, you know those people that are just angry. We're talking about the average person. They're not like, they don't need anger management. They don't have anger issues. But they go along, blah, blah, blah. And then, boom. With their kids, with their spouse, mm-hmm. with the grocery man. Okay, I'm ready now. So the question is? Isn't that ever better to get it out? Isn't it just good like they finally said what was on their mind? Well, what they're doing is they're just justifying what's there and, you know, um, strengthening the pattern. I mean, I... I guess you could say it's better than never, it never popping because maybe I don't know. To me and being angry and hitting heavy bags or screaming into pillows and and thinking that we're releasing our anger. That's a total myth. That's a whole, let's stick with this one. We'll we'll go back to that one. Wait a minute. just blew my mind on that one but okay let's stick with the anger and isn't it better not to store that in your body and to get it out that's the illusion it, it, it just by screaming at somebody and letting it out is not you're just allowing the anger to finally have you take action but the anger is not going anywhere if anything uh, you're strengthening the pattern you finally say what's on your mind and stick up for yourself yeah but what what is for what reason so that the other person knows not to do that again, or you're not going to take that. And so you can clear the air and move forward with a solution. Oh, well, I guess it depends on what we're talking about here. I mean, if you're talking about like the, like a scenario where get cut off, this happens, little things, little things, little things yeah. get cut off again, little things, little things get cut off. And then finally someone leaves their sock on the floor and Vesuvius erupts. <laughs> Right, like <laughs> that's life. Yeah, like, yeah. There's, there's, there's stock, whatever. I told you a million times. Yeah, there's a pattern of anger that lives inside of that person. Yeah, that they finally couldn't hold inside of themselves anymore. Yeah, and letting Vesuvius erupt is just the is the um, the indication that. Vesuvius exists, uh-huh. but it's not, it's not going to, it's not going to do anything for Vesuvius, meaning it's I don't not know what that means. I'm confused. So go ahead. 
All right. So there's a like if somebody is is constantly um, managing their anger, not letting it express. Right. 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 And it builds up. It builds up. It builds up. Yeah. And finally, the the tipping point, and someone explodes. Yeah. There's this idea that it's a good thing to allow it to come out. Yes. And I think a lot of people do it to some extent, like, you know, and then all of a sudden you're not really mad about the garbage not being taken out, but I get it. All right. So go ahead. But, but then you'll just say, I'm not really managed about angry about the garbage. I'm angry for these other reasons. Yeah. And, and being able to articulate that you're feeling a certain thing. Yes. I, I'll, I'll, I will agree with you that that's a good thing to acknowledge what you're feeling. Okay. What, what I, what I would say though, is there's this curse word that we say after I feel angry and I would look at this word as a curse word and the curse word is because. Yeah. And as soon as the word because comes out of our mouth, we're then signaling to the brain to continue to create the experience because we're, we're directing the mind and the brain to say, Hey, continue creating this emotional experience of anger. And here are the reasons why we should feel angry. And we have a right to feel angry. And all the stories we tell about why we, why we should be in this experience of anger, I don't know why anybody would want to be angry. So why would we direct the brain to create the experience of anger? Anger is literally unhealthy. It, it puts us in fight or flight. I mean, it's, this is, this is the stress that, that we talk about. I mean, these are, these are emotions of fear and anger and sadness and loneliness. I mean, all these, um, these fear-based emotions are not natural states for us. That doesn't mean they don't happen, okay. but it's not our state. And it actually takes a lot of work for us to be angry and fearful and overwhelmed because we have to be constantly justifying it with different thoughts and stories in our head, which requires effort and energy. To tell these stories in our head requires energy. So we're using energy to, to direct the mind to create more of this experience which therefore increases the demand for energy because now adrenaline goes up and now our body goes into fight or flight and we're mobilizing resources. Our metabolism drops, our thyroid shuts off, our digestive system shuts off. What we don't realize is we are creating the experience, but we have the story that this is happening to us because of what other people are doing to us. And as long as we have the story of I'm angry because of what's happening outside of me, we are going to be completely out of control when we actually have full control over these experiences. If we choose to be accountable for what we're feeling. And again, it goes back to my first, the first thing I said, which was if my objective and my goal or my vision for my life, which is why vision is so important is to create a relationship of joy and uh, joy and compassion and love with my partner. If that's what I'm the way I'm choosing to show up and my partner does something that quote unquote makes me angry. Yeah. I'm justified to be angry because of what they did. Well, I'm, I am creating a condition for my joy, love, and peace. And I'm saying, 
I'm not accountable from what I'm feeling. I am now putting it on them to make me feel. Okay. And but- if I, if, if my reference point was joy, peace, love, compassion, and I am now in the experience of anger, blaming them for my anger will keep me angry. Yeah. And I, I will not be able to access peace, joy, love, whatever. So, I mean, I hear you, but there, there's my but is mm-hmm. so this is my sticky Wiccan. Then what you're saying in, in a perfect world is if your partner, you know, is supposed to, I don't know, pick up the kids and they forget or they're supposed to help with cleaning and they don't do it or whatever it is. Are they like you're supposed to address it in a non anger state? You're not supposed to, but it's an option. Well, you don't want to just let it go and sweep it under the rug if it bothers you. That's the big thing that I think gets the sticky wicken, as a a friend of mine likes to call them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That we, somewhere we got this, this wrong idea that if I'm in a place of peace, compassion, and love, it means I let people get away with stuff which is just not true. Okay. Absolutely. In that case, let's say a spouse forgets to pick up the children or whatever. Yeah, they're sitting on the corner. I heard this my girlfriend told me and there were their two little kids. Yeah. Daddy so, so daddy forgot to pick up junior from school. Fine. Yeah. And junior is stuck in the rain and Blah, whatever, the, yeah. whatever the scenario is. Yeah. Um, the first thing is, Hey, I accept this happened. Um, you know, uh, I can be I can be in a place of compassion for the child. I can be in a place of compassion for husband or spouse, and be like, "Hey, um, you know, husband or wife, uh, what happened today? I, I see you forgot to pick up so and so." Yeah. Oh well, I got in a car accident. Oh wow. You know, who knows why? Now, if it's a pattern that this person has. Just forgot. Yeah, just forgot. He always forgets. And it's not, he's shown that he's not capable of fulfilling on this expectation called picking up the child. Then why would you opt in to ask him to do something that they've shown or they're not capable of doing? Ah, those those are whole other topics. That is like even more so that I'm thinking about than than expectation, Sandy. What that what what that is is expectation. Yeah, because like I think I have you have in, in like we're talking business partners or relationships, you have what you think is fair, and that you don't like. I always hear it from women more, so let's just keep that in mind. They feel like they've taken mm-hmm. on too much. Like now that they're working and they're doing all this stuff too, and they want their spouse to, you know, take up half of it. So if they don't, they get angry. Like if, like you've said, the pattern is like you said, they're not capable. They're going to do that. They feel like, well, that's unfair because I'm taking on way too much. I'm choosing to take on what I'm taking on. See, this is this other thing called, I have to take on these things. Well, then who does it? Like who cooks the dinner? Who picks up the kids? Nobody. Like I get your choosing, but like, okay. Well, but my point is we did this thing to create a child. Do I yeah. need to go over what that is? 
or does everyone know what happens, how that happens? I don't think they do, but we'll skip that. We don't have enough time. But there are people that okay, don't cool. know. I'm kidding. Okay. Well, there's a choice we make to have children. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is, means we're choosing to be parents. So yeah. this whole idea is I have to take care of my kids is, is, is something, this idea of I have to take care of my kids, and I, you know, I always get a rise out of moms when I, have, when I talk to moms about this, and I say to them, are you people all clear that you don't have to take care of your children? Right. Like, can we all yeah, just establish? another eight not, days of a podcast, Matt. <laughs> but, but, Sandy, I have to take care of my children is not true. Sure, you can't be in the collect. <laughs> there are plenty of parents that don't take care of their children. Yes, and that's here's, awesome. <laughs> and here's what I'm saying, and I'm not saying that – what I'm talking about is the experience of I have to take care of my kids. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to live. I have to drive. Blah, 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 And all this stuff that we do to ourselves called I have to, we are opting in for obligation. So the experience that we're going to have because we're orienting th to things as I have to is obligation. Okay. And as soon as obligation is there, resentment is right around the corner. Okay. So let's say, just play a game for me. Let's say mm -hmm. two people get married, right? Happy uh -huh. little peas, right? And they decide they're all happy little peas. You know, they're going to have kids, right? And then both people work, right? This is, this is like, what's going on right now. So let's just go to, and so now most people, not everyone, but a lot of the wives and husbands work. Okay, fine. And they were both under the impression, whether it was the male or female, that everybody would, you know, divide up equally what they feel is going to be, you know, important to do once you have kids, right? Which like you said, you're creating that. Like you're thinking you have to have that obligation, but let's just say, both people were on the same page. This is what happens. And then somewhere down the line, yeah. somebody isn't on the same page. Yeah. None of these things would happen. But go ahead. Okay. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, what you think it's going to be like when you have kids, you know, sometimes you don't know until you're in it. And then everyone's working. They got the kids. And they're trying to juggle. And one of the partners, male or female, may not want to do all what the other person thought was the agreement. How do you do that and stay in a healthy, viable relationship without getting angry if it, if it shifted, if it changed from what originally was going on? Well, first question I, I would ask is how is anger going to help that situation? It's not. But like you said, again, do, do you see that it might be frustrating or I never, I never – saying that these emotions don't come up in these situations. Okay. What I'm saying is justifying the existence of them is not going to really serve the outcome that most people are intending. Okay. So basically, if you can't get it done from the love side, it ain't getting done. No, it'll get done. People create all kinds of things from an angry, hateful, fearful place. It's not about getting things done. People create huge businesses, create all kinds of things in this world from a place of hatred and fear and overwhelm. People create all, accomplish all kinds of things from a place of unworthiness. There's the, that's the other piece of this thing. Like people have this belief that if I'm not angry, then I can't motivate myself to do anything. Yes. 
people have this this like unworthiness drives people to get things done. So they're constantly getting the hit of I'm valuable. So it's not about getting things done. Okay. You can get things done from all types of different consciousness, different emotions. It's about the experience you're having when you're doing what you're doing. A lot of people are doing what they're doing, checking off boxes of their life, and they're completely overwhelmed, totally stressed out, angry, frustrated, overwhelmed, feeling obligated, totally yes. burdened. Yes. And they're getting all kinds of things done. Okay. I hear the butt coming. No, there's no butt. It's not a matter of the doing. It's it's the experience. What I'm what I am here and, and what 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 I've what I have what I help people and, and support people is is the experience they're having when they're doing what they're doing and aligning their intention with their actual influence and experience. Most people have these intentions of of loving and supporting and all this stuff. Fine, great. Loving their kids and blah, blah, blah. But the influence they're having on their children is not love. Like, and we talked about that in the last podcast. Yeah, you're right. Lining intention and and influence. So this intention that we have of controlling the situation, right? And and the way and, and getting all this stuff done, like, oh, I have to get all this stuff done and anger allows me to get this stuff done. It's like, well, wait, why are you trying to get all this stuff done to begin with? Well, because I, I have to get all this stuff done. Oh, really? Why? Why do you have to get all this stuff done? See, I ask, I usually call it the five whys. Like I say, be like my seven-year-old child and ask why at least 15 times to every answer, every time you ask yourself a question. Why are you doing that? 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 And whatever answer until you actually get to the real why. Well, because I feel oh, like I, – I, I, I like that. I, I feel like if I don't do anything, then I'm, I'm not worth anything or I don't feel like it's, you know, I, I feel guilty if I don't do it or like you'll finally get to the real why. You're right. You know, that's, and not the you know, that's what people know me for, blah, blah, blah. Right. Exactly. Who, who would I be if I didn't do that? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. That, like people that, tell me they want to lose weight. I had a guy today that said, hey, I'm really, you know, need to lose weight. I'm like, why do you need to lose weight? Well, because I should be 50 pounds less. I'm like, why should you be 50 pounds less? Who, where is that coming from? Who told you that? Yeah. He's like, well, the medical industry. I go, and, but so, and and what's the, and, and so they think you should be 50 pounds less based on what? So you were trying to get, if he really wanted to be 50 pounds less? No, he is struggling with this, this idea of why can't I get myself to lose weight? Yeah. I got and the it. reason why he hasn't he, – there's so much resistance there, as he said it, is because his entire – the entire way he looks at his body and the fact that he weighs what he weighs, uh, he feels like he should be less weight. Gotcha. And he, I gotcha. People, she should be doing this thing. So it's an obligation, which immediately means resistance, which immediately means resentment. You're right. Obligation. I like yeah. that word. You're right. That's not that's not yeah, a good thing. Man. But I'll tell you the three words to watch yourself think or say that are the yellow flag for obligation because are need or have to. I need to, I should, or I have to. That is the sign that we are aligned with the experience of obligated. 
need I should hey speaking of family gatherings yeah a lot of people although when this is coming out like it's the holidays still but like don't you think a lot of it is obligation most of it is yep yep absolutely most people engage in their holiday traditions because they feel obligated to do so. Not because I swear to you, almost. I mean, and that's why it's a stressful time for everybody. It's a burden. Yeah, it's a big pain in the you know what. Most people are not saying, "Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait!" I mean, there are, like you said, a few, mm-hmm. but a lot of it, it's obligation. And yes, hard. and it's like, well, I have to go to my parents because I'd feel guilty if I didn't, or it would make them upset if I wasn't there. Right, or it, my spouse like, wants me to go here, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Exactly. And that's why I say Pooey? don't go there from a place of obligation. No, choose, no. To go. <laughs> choose to go. Make, make it a choice to go there and you – declare what the experience is going to be for yourself. Hey, I'm going to go to my in-laws and I'm just going to be there and, and just accept every, I'm just going to hold a place of acceptance for every, for myself and everyone there. I'm just going to be grateful this the, the whole time I'm there. Yeah. I, I understand that. Cause if you are going to go, you don't want to go in that state of mind. It will never work out for you. No, it just, it'll just be a certain experience. It'll, it'll be a burden to be there and you know, yeah. All right, Matt. Well, I want to I want to go back first before we go forward because I'm I'm writing my little notes here, and this is a big one. And you, you by the way, you did even clarify some more things for me about the anger, and I do like the why thing. That's a that's a great thing to do. Uh, tell me about the boxing, and because I do know a lot of my spiritual leaders and my mentors who believe. It's healthy to be angry. It's okay to be angry. You know, you can feel anger. You can feel justified in your anger, but it's what you do with it. And, you know, yell in a pillow, scream in a pillow, go bike. Or the big thing is a healthy outlet, like workout or boxing, which is huge right now because you can get your frustrations out on a bag in a healthy way. Now, you said that really was poopy. Oh, let's back up there. You didn't say poopy. You said not true. Falsehood. Something. Listen, boxing gyms. We still love you, so just keep that in mind. All right, go ahead. So. Come on. This is Louise Hayes stuff. We love you, Louise. She's, you know, in her pearly gates. But go ahead. I'm listening. So. Which where do you want me to where do you want me to focus on? Because you said a bunch of stuff there, so just go back. <laughs> no, I don't do that. I don't go in many directions at the same time. Say I want to make sure. I want to make sure I'm answering the question you're asking. Okay, so let's just go with the first one, the easiest one that you said was poopy, which is the outlet that it really does release anger to hit a boxing bag, go running. Scream into a pillow. Let's go with that. Okay. okay, great. So this whole idea of releasing the anger, yeah. is it better to go for a run and to hit a heavy bag than it is to yell at your children? Yeah. Yes. Okay, fine. And a heavy bag but is this idea- better. Ooh, that's good stuff. But the idea of I'm releasing my anger, it's you are taking a drug to deal with your anger. And that's it doesn't put the drug. anger away. Come on. 
there's no no drug that just masks what's there and pretends it's 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 like it's like putting a uh, it's like taking an Advil when your knee hurts. Okay. Eventually, the Advil is not going to do it anymore. All right, you're going to need two. Are you sure? Because you're not really dressing the the anger that you have. You're actually justifying it by hitting the bag and thinking about the people that make you angry, for example. But don't you get it out then in a healthy way? So then when you see them, you can address the issue without being all kinds of crazy? Uh, it's Okay, I'll give you that it's better than um, – what yelling at their face. Let's, I'm not saying people do this, but let's say you hit the heavy bag, you did kickboxing, rah, 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 and it got all that frustration out. And then you went back to the, the people do this a lot of times um, where I am in Philly because during their lunch break, and then they go back to their workplace to deal with the boss or the coworkers or the boardroom. And people go, Oh my God, always address this person after they've done that because they're in a calmer state of mind to come up with a solution. Is that a healthy way? Uh, I, I guess you got to, I guess you got to define what you mean by healthy. Well, now that we're able to still, they're not going to avoid the issue, but now they'll be able to address it with a calm state of mind because they got out their frustrations on the heavy bag. No, it, it might, turn down the temperature on the anger pattern that they have and frustration pattern they have fine fine and oh, it gave me something fine. yeah it, like i said is it better than blowing up at your seat at your meeting with your board of directors is it better than sure it's better than i'll, I'll give you that cool but it's not addressing the anger. the pattern of anger and frustration that that person is holding okay and it's not it's not going to change that pattern and it's just going to show up somewhere else. And if they don't get their medication called hitting the heavy bag, well, look out world. Oh, you hear that all the time. If I don't get my work in, I'm all kinds of cray cray. Exactly. And that's, that's, it's, okay. that's what do you think addictions are? Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So let's just see this day. I have yeah, I my body work and do rehabilitation on people. Yeah. I used to, my runners were, were like, this is where I saw it the most. My people that were very obsessed with their cardio absolutely. and they'd be in my office like in, right. in a complete panic because their, their ankle, their knee, their hip, their back. Oh my God, Matt, if I can't run tomorrow, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. Like you've got to get my knee better, tape it up. Like I got to run tomorrow. I've got this big thing happening. And if I don't run, I don't know what I'm going to do. Explain to me how that's different than, if I don't have a drink tonight, I'm not going to be able to make through. If I don't have a hit of this pot, if I don't take a line of this Coke, like how is that different? Okay. And so if, are we calling that healthy? So. Because it allows people to function? Okay. So. That, that's what I mean. I do idea of a lot because healthy. I do see people take exercise and fitness, like you said, to the extreme. And now it's not, you know, in moderation. And it's almost like if they don't get it in, I get it. It's oh. the conscious and they're engaging it, but Sandy. It's not I about duration. It's not about intensity. Work out and take drugs. If they're that addicted personality, I still would rather that, you know. Okay. Yoga. I don't disagree yeah, that running on a treadmill probably will pull oh. them slower than smoking crack. Yeah, yeah. Although I'm okay with the pot too, but that's a whole other topic. So now let's stay with the heavy bag. Again, there's no 
wrong with any of it. I it's guess. the why behind what I'm doing. Okay, so let's stay with me. I'm doing it so I don't blow up. Yeah. We might want to address the blow up thing. Yeah. And stop hiding it. Okay. With these. So, things. how about there's an ant? What if you worked out, hit the heavy bag, whatever, and in addition to that, we're working on the anger also. Would it be a great to have that combination? I would work on the anger first, and you probably won't need to hit the heavy bag. Or they might do it for fun. Okay, now. Or they could do it from a different place, okay. exactly. So then, and I know this might take a look that we have. So we've been skirting around it, but now what do they do? Okay, this is the hardest part. This is the part where people. Anger. Yeah. Accountability. Okay, that's the to me accountability is the secret to life. Okay, so let's say they go, okay, no one else is making me angry, which you and I always talk about. No, 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 no. we don't even have to go there. Okay, we just acknowledge what's happening. Okay, like literally name, hey, right now there's anger here, and I can, and it's okay that it's happening. Number one, yeah, it's okay that I'm angry. Like our whole relationship with these emotions is a whole nother conversation. But when we feel these things, certain things, we, we would call them bad. Oh, these are bad. Those are bad emotions and these are good emotions. Uh, so to, to, to look at it and say, Hey, this is where I'm at right now. It's okay. I'm here. And I understand that I'm creating this experience of anger inside of me. It's yeah. me that's creating. It's not what happened. I'm creating this. And if you want to get literal about it, like an emotion is a chemical expression that the brain produces that gives us an experience. It's a chemical reaction in our brain that provides an experience. Like that's what an emotion is. So when I'm feeling angry, like my brain is creating that experience. And and people that have the that get angry easy, yeah. they've just practiced it more so their brain's better at it. Oh, I love that. It's just a habit. Yes, it's exactly what it is. And it's a habit so it's, they created it's, that when they that goes on. I like that. All right. So when if you just stopped and acknowledged what was going on and being like, okay, I can be accountable from the standpoint of I'm creating this experience inside of me. It's not it's not because of what happened, because of what the person said or did yeah. that's making me feel this. Okay creating this anger as an experience for myself right now. And if it's an experience I've had a lot of anger, sadness, overwhelm, anxiety, then it's a pattern that literally is a neurological pattern in our brain. Oh, I like that. That trained and conditioned to go off. So it's like an acknowledgement, oh, this is the pattern of anger that I've that, that I've gotten really good at. And in, in most cases, it was learned from somebody. Yeah. You know what's really funny that you're saying this? I've seen people never be angry, never be angry, right? Then all of a sudden something happens that triggers it and they get angry. And then you're right. Then they get angry more again. And then like you're like, wait a minute. They were never even angry ever. And I'm thinking, what the they heck happened? It's because like you said, they, they did it and then I, that became a little easier and then they did it again. And then all of a sudden it's, it's just a pattern. 
Exactly. It's a pattern of anger. So when something happens, we immediately, and this is like, this is a training. Okay. I'm going to say this and I understand that it's not, it's not going to happen at like in the moment, especially in the intensity, but you train for it. That's what the whole purpose of the training techniques are and why if you want to call it meditation, all it is is a training technique for the brain to 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 go into these new paths of least resistance instead of our old paths of least resistance called anger and justification. So when we when we when we when we acknowledge, hey, this is what's happening inside of me right now, it's okay this is happening, and I can acknowledge that this is something I'm creating, it's my pattern. That's accountability. I like that. I, I'm I owning my experience. Got it. Okay. I'm owning this. I'm accountable for it. And once you can acknowledge that, yes, you can take some deep breaths and center yourself and ask yourself, what what do I choose to, what do I choose to step into right now? Where am I going to focus my mind? That's where vision, that's why vision is so important. It's like, oh, my, my vision, my context, if you want to think of it that way, is an acceptance. So from a place of peace and acceptance, what could I say to this person right now? Well, from a place of peace and acceptance, I can say, hey, you know, um, we've talked about you not speaking to me that way. Yeah. Um, you, you just spoke to me that way. Like, this is not okay. Ooh, um, and, if it, and, and if this continues, then we're going to have to take it, take it to the next level. And you could say that from a place of peace and acceptance. Right. And you could say that to almost anybody. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know what they did. Ask kids, boss, coworkers. Exactly. It doesn't mean peace and acceptance doesn't mean, oh, I'm just going to let them do whatever they want, want to do to me. Yeah. That, that's not what peace and acceptance is. It's a way of being. And it's also a certain intelligence you're tapping into to address what's going on. No, And you know what, Matt? And recently, you know, I've had like way many like life changing events. And the ones where I come from peace and acceptance and I say all that, it feels so much better inside. And the ones where I just let it get to me, it the outcome never – it just doesn't feel as good to me. Because you're going to influence it from a different yeah. place. Yeah, it just feels yucky. Yeah. My most difficult part is, and I think maybe we should address this, which is what you were saying with peace and acceptance, is having peace and acceptance too for yourself. That if I do get angry, and I'm very much in the mindset of that, so I know that it's you know within me and I accept complete – you know, responsibility, I get mad at myself and go, I should have known. I'm disappointed. I get angry. I'm like, I hate, like, why would I act that way? And what you and I have worked on, even with, I think this is a big part is coming from peace of acceptance for yourself when it does happen. Yes. And, and that the acceptance, absolutely, Sandy, is there is no good or bad emotion. There is no yeah. good or bad decision. Right. There is no good or bad like it's not – I'm not – because I'm feeling this way and made these choices, I didn't do something bad or wrong. Yeah. I know like you that is the yellow It just doesn't line. serve me well. Like that emotion and like I – yourself my vision. People that are trying to change this pattern, like you said, you're human. It's going to happen. And when it does, it does feel a lot better, you know, if you're not, like you said, feeling bad you know, like you did something wrong. It, it allows you to actually accept more responsibility exactly. that way. It's exactly. It's the bridge to acceptance. Got it. 
well, Matt, this is a lot. And I would, <laughs> it's a lot to digest, but I'm glad that, you know, he even said this is a big subject, but it is something that I've been dealing with personally and not just for myself, but for others and, and people. And, you know, a lot of my girlfriends that we go out with, you know, they, they still can't get to that point of, but I'm justified. Like this person did this. My boss did this. This guy did this, you know, especially now Matt and where we are, especially with women, it's a really touchy subject. You know what I'm saying? And we don't even have time to get in it, but they feel like they don't want anyone to tell them they're not justified, that they haven't spoken up about many things like work, pay, like, you know, the sexual, everything in so many years that they're justified in being angry. You, you get that, right? I mean, I understand the rationale behind justification of anger because they perceive there is a threat. Yeah. So there's fight or flight. Yeah. And anger is the, it seems like the best option to overcome this threat. Yeah. And the, the problem with it is anger only produces more of that and is going to influence that way. Yeah. Now it becomes a war. Now it's a battle. And there is no, no movement that's ever occurred on our planet in a positive way. <laughs> okay. No, no, I agree. I, would, I always say bring me to peace rally, but I don't want to go to a war rally. Exactly. It's like like I the intention is all good. I'm all I'm all for it. Okay. Um, but the way in which we're engaging with it, like these these big global movements that have changed the world, none of them have ever come from a place of anger or fear. You're right. I can tell you the type of movements that have come from fear and anger. Um, those are the ones that have created a lot of the world wars. Every war that, 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 that happens on the planet all starts with this injustice and we're not going to take it anymore. You're right. You're right. And and blaming the other people. The way we step out of accountability, this is important. So I've talked about accountability. Yeah. There are three ways that we step out of being accountable for our experience and put the, the responsibility of our peace, love, joy, worthiness, empowerment, we give it to somebody else. We, we defer it. We say, hey, I, don't, I feel this way because of what you're doing. Okay, I feel um, insecure, unworthy because of how you're treating me. Like that's that that whole orientation of giving my power away. Okay, there's three ways we do it. Yeah. The first and most popular way we give our power away is by blaming others. Yeah. Every time we blame somebody for how we're feeling, you should just say to them, listen, I'm going to give you all my power. You are now in control of my life. That's a big one, Matt. Because that's what we're doing. Hey, it's your fault. I feel this way here. Here's all my power. You are now in control of my life. Please act accordingly. So I feel. Okay. Like that's how I would invite people to, to read my one. Yeah. Because blame is the most popular by far. So that's the first way we give away power. The second way we give away our power is we have pity parties. 
we, 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 we sit and talk about how bad we are. We suck. We're not good at this. You know, is that we, the victim? We, we go into victim. You got it. And we, and we are looking for someone to save us. Or feel sorry for us. Well, that's saving us, whatever, however you want to. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. We're looking for someone else, again, to fix it for us. Gotcha. would be another way to put it. Yeah. Okay? That's the pity party. Okay. And the third way we defer accountability is we choose not to believe that is possible. You mean it's possible. Uh, it's not possible for me to be fulfilled with this asshole at work. Oh, it's not possible for me to uh, to, to be um, to love to love with this current person I'm with. No way, that's not possible. Okay, well, you're you're choosing not to believe. See, that's the other thing about belief that's so important. Belief is not something that's there or not there. Uh, yep. Belief is a choice. Yep. Oh, I agree. Oh, I like. You can choose to believe. We're gonna, we got to pull these. These are good. Yeah, you you can choose to believe whatever you want to believe because it aligns with the experience and the outcome you're looking to create. So if, if I choose to have a fulfilling career, that I'm going to choose to be fulfilled in my current career. I'm not going to look for the career to make me fulfilled. That doesn't exist. The worst, Some of the worst advice out there right now is find the thing you love to do. And do it. Terrible advice. Oh my goodness. Terrible. I'm listening. Okay. Because you're off, so just get ready. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on, ML. Hit me. We should we if we stopped looking for the thing we love to do, oh, again putting love outside of us asking the thing we're doing to bring us love and we opted in to bring love to whatever we're doing, that's freedom. If you bring love to what you're doing, you're free. If you're asking what you're doing to make, to, to bring you love, it doesn't work that way. Okay. But because. All right. But Matt, wait, wait, wait a minute. ML, listen to me. What about you, they're saying. ML. When you call me ML, it's getting serious. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, Matt, Matthew, listen. What about, when people say pick what them they love, they're saying what you're passionate about. Like, what area do you want to go into? You know, you don't want to go into right. engineering if you want to be a sports coach. Terrible advice. Oh my God. Find the thing you're passionate about. Terrible. Bring passion to everything you do. Okay, but you got to go to school in college and pick a area. Sure. Okay. So what are you supposed to do? Yeah, and you can passion to the thing that you perceive looks and appeals to you. And you can passionately go in that direction. And you can say, yeah, this is an experience I'm really going to have. I thought it was going to be something else. I'm going to bring my passion elsewhere. But you still have to pick something. You realize that. Yes. And how do you pick that one thing? I'm, I still don't understand. Do 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 do. I have to pick something. I got to major in something. How do I pick it if I'm not picking what I like or passionate about? How, you know how many kids know like 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 this? The kid, the pressure we put on kids to pick the thing that they're going to do for the okay. rest of their life. I, I knew you were going to say that, but how do they go in some direction somewhere? Pick something. It doesn't even matter what they pick. Okay. All right. 
But that's the thing. The key thing is, and this is why kids get so go get in this analysis paralysis because they have so much pressure to pick the thing, the right thing, and and like picking this school and picking a career. Like this is the key thing, key moment for you. No, it's not. It's not at all. Just do something with passion. Do something. Learn from it. And then you can choose something else. Like, like the kids that I work with that are kind of like in that transition of trying to find out what they're going to do with the rest of their life, which is kind of hilarious to me. Yeah. It's like, hey, you don't need to pick the thing you're going to do for the rest of your life. Just pick something you want to be up to for the next six months. But pick the thing you're good about it. I mean, I know what you're saying. Bring love, bring joy. Don't expect it to, you know, yeah, provide passion. Bring, bring, bring passion, your bring joy again. experience to this job that's been presented to you and do it for the next year and then you can reassess. This does not mean you're, this is the job you're going to do for the rest of your life. How many people at our age are doing the job that they did when they left their, when they, when they came out of college? Not many, and if they are, they're miserable. Anywho. Exactly. <laughs> you have to understand, I agree with him 100%. I think it's funny because he's preaching to the choir because this was me. And I told everybody what my secret sauce was. I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do, but I always brought passion, joy, and love to it. And that's why it led me in a million directions. And I just spoke at a university and the professor's like, that's not what you're supposed to tell them. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. You know, like that's the truth. You know, it led me nowhere that I even thought I was going, but everything I did, I showed up with love and joy and it took me down. You know, like, you know, most people, I, I can't even imagine, well, some people do come out of the womb and know they want to be a doctor or a singer, you know? And that's, that's great. All right. Well, getting back to anger, I think we've, we've accomplished a lot. And before we go, I just want to know, because I like your tidbits. I always say, like, do you have three little giveaways? And I think you've given people a lot to think about and little tidbits to, you know, digest and agree with or not. And please, or let's keep it real. Keep the questions coming. Give me your viewpoint. Tell me what you think, because that's how I learn. And I want to hear it all. But Matt, before we go... Is there anything else that you would like to say that we didn't get in besides, of course, we have to have them back again on the other subjects? Well, one thing I'll say is um, there's, there's nothing wrong with feeling whatever you're feeling. And there's nothing wrong with justifying anger or justifying frustration if that's the experience you're looking to have. If you want to be angry, then justify anger. If you want to be frustrated, then justify frustration. If you don't want to feel those things anymore, then don't justify it anymore. I like that. And choose a different experience you'd like to justify. You can justify all the reasons you have to be peaceful today. Like that's a different justification. And they're no more real then the justifications to be angry, it's just the ones that you've that that you've more practiced in. I like it. And I like that you said it because it makes I it's so freeing to feel you can't get it wrong. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? It's like you don't have to beat yourself up either way. Whatever you want to do, it's fine. Just be aware of it. Yeah, know that you have the power not to be angry and frustrated if you choose to to not be angry and frustrated. If you if, if like you have the power to do that, and when you 
choose to accept that you have the power and it's not up to anyone but you, call me. <laughs> you know, oh my like, God, that was so <laughs> best. Woo! That was awesome. When you're ready to be ready, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the last thing I'll say, Sandy, is if people do have questions about a lot of the stuff, because I know what we're saying here is very unorthodox nah. and not we've been conditioned. If people have questions, like, and I, I'm, I'm totally okay with it, Sandy, if, if they write you questions and the next time I'm on, or even we just do one where so-and-so had this question yeah. and said, what about this? Like, totally happy to just answer questions if, if people had questions. If people have or, questions, they're going to be floodgating in, Matt. Are you kidding me? <laughs> all right. Well, that's fine. I mean, let's and, you know. you all Matt's information because it's going to be listed <laughs> before we go. So he's going to give you all the information, how you can write them directly. And honestly, he is right. When you are ready, he's amazing. He's wonderful. I love him to death. And we always, what I like is sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. We always have healthy, amazing, I don't even know what call them debate, conversations. And they're so enjoyable because we're both coming from a space of authenticity and you know, acceptance for where everybody is. And it's just, it's great when you get to have those conversations. And that's why I love doing podcasts with you. All right. So give them your info, ML. <laughs> well, you can, you can find me at uh, MatthewLabosco.com, uh, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-L-A-B-O-S-C-O.com. Um, uh, and you'll see all my contact information there. Um, and Matt, uh, dot labosco at consciousTransformation.com is my email which is also right there um and again i'm happy to to interact ask any questions um if you ever wanted to chat with me about uh, do a consultation i am still taking some private clients on so but he does a lot um, of workshops right you do a lot of workshops doing workshops are all done for this year but we'll be in la four times next year austin um and then i teach classes um virtual classes classes in los angeles and classes in florida on a weekly basis so lots of opportunities to engage if you'd like and they will all right matt thank you so much i really really appreciate it as always it's been enlightening and fun and it definitely fits the podcast theme of let's keep it real Thanks, Andy. All right, bye. Talk to you later. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Remember, keep highlighting the positive and let's keep it real.